Well, we've come to the 12th Sunday of the year, and uh, there's a pretty powerful gospel here um, that speaks to us really one of the most central struggles in our life, and that's the problem of fear. And, uh, you know, because of our fallen nature, you know, we, we, we fear a lot, but we mostly fear the wrong things. That is to say, we kind of major in all the minors of life, and we worry about money and career. We worry about what people think of us. We worry about whether the weather will do this. or, But we don't seem to worry about whether we'll go to heaven or hell. We don't seem to have any kind of um, concern for the things that ultimately are far more important. You know, getting ready for our judgment and so on. So with that in mind, this gospel, the Lord tries to sort of focus on this question of what do we fear? Who do we fear? And is our fear focused on the wrong things and so on? So with that in mind, let's get right into the text and then I'll, um, we'll kind of develop this as we go. Um, we see here that Jesus said to the twelve, fear no one. In other words, no human being. Do not be afraid. He goes on later to say, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of the one who has, who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Well, now who is that? Most people I ask immediately presume it's the devil. You know what, I got news for you, it's not. The devil doesn't have the power to cast you into Gehenna or hell. He doesn't have that power. There's only one judge who can consign us to heaven or hell. That's Jesus. Jesus says the Father judges no man, but he handed all judgment over to the Son, that the world may revere him. And so, uh, again, this is, he says this in John's Gospel. So the one who has the power, if you will, the one we should fear, is not the devil, is not every, any other human being. The one we should fear is the Lord. Now, we get uncomfortable thinking of Jesus this way, <clears throat> but you know, that's because we've kind of reworked Jesus. We've sort of turned him into a harmless hippie. I would argue we've trivialized him. And we're not, we don't treat him seriously or take him seriously. Um, now, I say that collectively. I hope you're an exception. But at the end of the day, we have got to get better at taking Jesus seriously. Think of a lot of those parables that he told. Most of those parables are focused on this question of judgment. Of the 38 parables, arguably 21 of them are about this question of the last judgment. And he, he he's, in these parables, he over and over again tells us, look, there's going to be two categories, you see? you got those on the right, those on the left. you got the sheep. you got the goats. You've got the, the foolish versions and the wise versions. You've got the wheat. You've got the tares. And you've got those who want to go to the wedding feast, um, uh, you know, of the king, and those who don't, and on and on I could go. You've got the prodigal son who comes into his father's uh, household again after leaving it, and then you've got the other son who stays outside refusing to go in. Over and over again, Jesus warns us, you see, about the fact that there's going to have to be a reckoning. The reckoning is basically this, do you want what I'm offering or not? Jesus says, here's the judgment that the light has come into the world, but many people prefer the darkness. They prefer, they prefer the darkness. Hmm? Can I say that one more time? They prefer the darkness. 
Hmm. And so you see, uh, it's not so much something other than what he's offering. He's offering the light of truth. He's offering freedom in the truth. He's offering his teachings. And he's saying, now look, one day I'm going to have to judge whether you want, frankly, whether you can endure what I'm offering or not. And uh, we, we like to think, oh, well, he won't really, you know. At the end of the day, the Lord, nobody loves you like Jesus, nobody. But you know what? He expects to be taken seriously. And this idea of just turning him into some kind of harmless hippie, trivializing him, you know, you know demoting him from the Lord to some kind of, I don't know, guy who's just about my happiness. He's kind of more of a, a butler. Uh, an airline steward or something than, than the Lord, you see. he's not. It's not his job to step and fetch. He'll provide for you and me. Yes, he will. But we are to revere him. We are to hold him in awe and take him seriously. Jesus says, do not fear those who can kill the body, but not the soul. Fear rather the one who can cast both body and soul into Ghana. And that's him. He's saying, that's, that's me. And, you know, you're all running around worrying about, you know, all of us, you know. We have, we're so, we're afraid of everybody, you know. We're afraid, yeah, physical danger, sure. But at the end of the day, most of us, we're, the fear of rejection is just heavy on us. And so we dance the jig when they call the jig, and we dance the, we, we, we sing the dirge when they call the dirge. We, we, we just go with, you know, whatever people seem to want of us, those who demand things of us. They, they just, whatever they say, you know, we were just desperate, you see, for approval, desperate, desperate for, you know, just to be included, to be thought highly of, to have, to have everybody like us, you see. And this is how we are in our sinfulness. Now, the Lord is saying, get over that. Now, he says, basically, I have, I have a program for you that will simplify your life. You can either fear me and fear one, or you will fear 10,000 times 10,000 human beings who are constantly shifting their views. A certain presidential candidate some years ago ran in his first race against gay marriage. And when it became more popular politically, at least he thought so, he ran for it. You see, again, this is playing to the crowd. But you and I need to know what does God teach about this question and how do I need to stay stably put with what he teaches, you see. But forever we are running after trying to please the crowd, go along with the flow and fit in, and we're just desperate. Now, this is this is writ large in some of the really big things, but it's also in the daily life. You know, for example, we go up to a group and they're gossiping, and we probably know we ought to be talking about people like this. But what do we do? We don't say, hey, whoa, penalty flag. We go right on, we just go right along and we join in. Or again, more seriously even than that, you know, uh, a young man in high school or early college will join a gang and run with the crowd and commit even you know, serious crime just to be part of the gang or part of the group. Or a young woman, you know, will sell her body for the price of a pizza and a beer sleep with her boyfriend, she's desperate for approval, desperate. See, and this this is how we are. But here's the other thing. It's not just that we don't we do things we shouldn't do, 
this fear of what other people think and what other people want me to do and, and want me to go along with is, is bad enough. But we also sin by what we fail to do because of this kind of fear. We don't preach the gospel. We don't correct sin. We don't get in there and say, no, wait, that's not what the Lord teaches. We're so afraid in our culture today that many people are compelled and they go along with this idea that a man can have a baby. Well, that's madness. It's like two plus two equals five from 1984 and George Orwell. But we go along with it or we stay silent even worse because we're afraid of losing our jobs, losing popularity, being, quote, canceled, all the stuff that the world can inflict on us, you see. And Jesus is saying, cut it out. You know, do not fear. He says, fear no one. Fear no one. Don't be afraid of those. The worst they can do is kill you. And if you're faithful, maximum promotion. You get to come among the martyrs. You know, and I'll purify you and bring you right to heaven. You'll have a high place in heaven. But you see, that's in the future and some great by and by. The boss could fire me and I might not have a paycheck next week. And that's what we're all obsessed about. We're worried about what human beings can do to us, but we don't seem to be all that worked up or concerned about taking the Lord seriously. And so what we need to do here is to let the Lord bring about a conversion for us so that we are far more willing and able to have a proper reverence and respect for what he teaches. My greatest joy is to reverence and respect and hold the Lord in awe. Now, there's two kinds of fear. There's servile fear, which is fear of punishment. And, you know, the Lord makes some use of that. We'll get to that in a moment. But, you know, in other words, you obey or you comply because you're afraid of punishment from God. All right. So that's one kind of fear. But there's a higher fear which is that reverential fear that says, I really love the Lord. He's been so good to me. I know he's the truth. And I just, I just cringe when I hear his teachings being opposed and misrepresented. And I just, I know, I, I'm, I, I just cringe. I, I'm filled with horror at people who go about misrepresenting God or just defying his teachings and pridefully shaking their fist and saying, I will not be told what to do, uh, and rejecting his teachings, his biblical teachings. I, it, it just scares me to see the Lord so disrespected and so unloved. And that's, that's a higher love. We call that kind of, I'm sorry, a higher fear. And we call that kind of fear filial fear. It's the fear of a child for a, his father or a sibling or someone that they care about, you see? and they hold them in reverence and respect. Um, now, there is a servile fear. That's kind of the fear of a slave toward a master. If I don't do what he tells me, I'll get kicked in the butt. I'll get punished, you know? All right, now look, if that's all you got, would you please go with it? Jesus appeals to it. You know, if anyone is ashamed of me and my teachings in this wicked age, I will be ashamed of him before my father at the judgment, you know? Well, if all you got is servile fear, you know, I don't want to go to hell, go with it. But, you know, I hope that as you make your journey in faith, and as I do, that we can uh, move from that kind of servile fear, that fear of punishment, to just this, what we call filial fear, where I love the Lord, and I fear offending him, either by my own bad behavior, 
or by tolerating bad behavior and error and denial of his teachings. I just, I'm, I'm filled with dread and horror at that. I, I, I just can't, I just, I'm filled with a kind of a reverential fear that this is, is horrifying to a God who gave his life for me. See, so in other words, it's a fear that's born in love. And that's the kind of fear we want to aim for. But whatever fear you got, at least go with it. And I'll tell you that much, you know, you, we need to be, to be much more, uh, you know, able to, you know, to, to come to this filial, I mean, uh, uh, this filial fear rather than this servile fear. So with that in mind, we'll talk about then, we want to reach a balance, right? What we want to come to is not running around in a panic. That's generally not recommendable. We don't get much done. Um, but we want to come to a kind of balanced fear where I really love the Lord and I, I, he's my father and he's been good to me. He sent his son. And Jesus said, look, take me seriously. Listen to me. And I want to do that because I love the Lord. See? That's where we want to get. It's not just running around, oh my God, he might crush me like a bug. Look, God doesn't crush anyone like a bug, but he ultimately does. He takes seriously whether or not they can... They want, they want the light or they want the darkness. Some people prefer the darkness. And he's not going to force them to love the light of his truth. So that's really how it works. It isn't, but you see, we just blow it all away. and We don't take him very seriously. Oh, he really wouldn't do that. He wouldn't consign somebody to Gehenna, hell. He wouldn't really do that, would he? And so we turn him into a harmless hippie. Jesus, nobody loves you more than Jesus. Nobody. But look, he expects to be taken seriously. And that's what we've got to learn to do. A final thought. If this is all true, we, 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 want, to fear, we want to have the proper object for our fear, which is the Lord Jesus himself, not what other people think. Not what the crowd says. Are you worthy of Jesus Christ? Or are you just worthy of the crowd? Or am I? You know, that's that's the fundamental kind of question. Now, uh, but what, 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 what we want to also then, if I really do love the Lord, then I want to do what he does. And what is he asking us to do? Well, it says here in the text, so therefore, don't be afraid of them. What I say to you here in the darkness of the house, or the quiet, or the, the um, reserve of the house, I want you to go and shout from the housetops. What you hear proclaimed, in the darkness, you know, the quietness of the house, I want you to go out into the broad daylight, and I want you to proclaim it to everybody. Oh, but Lord, I might get killed. I might get punished. I might, they might laugh at me. I, I might be rejected. Go out. You see, why are you afraid of them? You know, I'm telling you to do this. Now, take me seriously, and I love you. I'll give you the grace, but take me seriously. We need to bring this world out of darkness and into light. And it's going to be a hard work, and some of you are going to get killed for it. Some of you are going to be hated for it. But we need to do it anyway. So he says, go. What, you, what I say to you in the darkness. In other words, think of a, like Peter's house. You know, outside it's bright, but inside these little houses they lived in, it was a lot darker. You know, it was, it was that the darkness here is a sign of what I speak to you intimately here in our inner circle. I want you to take out and proclaim to the nations from the housetops. See, I want you to 
speak it out there in broad daylight. And I want you here whispered here in the house. I want you to shout from the housetops. All right, you get the idea. Now, a couple of just scriptures to back this up. St. Paul says here in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, he says, In the face of strong opposition, we were bold in our God to speak the gospel to you. We speak not in order to please men, but to please God who examines our hearts. As you know, we never use words of flattery towards you, but rather, as God is our witness, we did not seek praise from you or from anyone else, but from God who sent us. So again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2 and following. Again, uh, St. Paul says um, in Galatians chapter 6, let no man trouble me. I bear the brand marks of Jesus Christ on my body. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be obsessed with running around and pleasing people. Now, look, this is not an invitation for us to become sociopaths. We don't give a rip what anybody thinks, and we just go out there and act strangely. But I promise you, if you just live the normal Christian life, there's going to be people say, you're weird. You have too many kids. Or you're not, uh, you're not, you know, what do you mean you're not going to celebrate Pride Day here at the office and put on a rainbow? And what do you mean? Well, what do you mean you don't? agree with that what and, and and suddenly you know bake me a cake you bigot and you're you're gonna you know this is how the world is and if it's not that issue it'll be another one tomorrow all right so the question is are you worthy of the world or just are you worthy of jesus christ hmm. well that's what we have to decide who are you going to fear more you're going to fear the world and what it can do to you worst thing you can do is kill you and then maximum promotion. You get to go home and be with God in the highest places in heaven. Or are you going to fear the world? Huh? The boss could kill my job. I might not have money to pay my bills. And life would kind of go poorly for me. And, you know, I might, I might get sued. Okay. Who are you going to fear? Um, so, again, Peter and John had to reply one day to the scribes and the Pharisees, look, you judge for yourselves whether it is more right for us to obey God or you. But as for us, we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. So they stood before those men who could cause them serious punishment, even death. And they said, we can't be quiet. We have to obey God. We fear him more than we fear you. So go ahead and do what you got to do. But I, I want to please God. And that's my only goal. And I'm sorry you decided to make a big persecution out of it, but I'm going to do what I have to do because I fear God more than I fear you. That's what they're saying. Okay, well, you see the vision for us then today. Who are you going to fear? It is the central question of your life. Are you going to fear the crowd or Jesus? Are you going to be worthy of Jesus Christ or are you just going to be worthy of the crowd, of the party, of the latest fad or fashion? Who are you worthy of? Who deserves your respect? Hmm? Jesus or the others? you got to decide that. So do I. And we're weak. We're sinful. We're, but Lord, give us the strength because we want to choose you. But oh, when the threats of the world come, we cave in a minute. Increase our faith. Increase our trust. And help us to follow, Lord, only you. And to fear you 
in the proper, beautiful sense of that. But even if all I got is servile fear of punishment, just give it to me, Lord. Whatever I need, just give it to me so that I can be more concerned about what you think and want me to do than what they think and want me to do. Help me, Lord. I need your help. And just begin to step out and trust him. This is our work, and we can do nothing other. The Lord has commanded it of us, and he loves you. Nobody loves you more than Jesus, but he does expect to be taken seriously. And that's what this gospel, <clears throat> that's what this gospel is about. <clears throat> All right. Bless you. We'll see you next week.